the Flash Flash cast. I am Lisa Schmeiser, and with me, as always, are Phil Mozilak. Hi, how you doing? Tony Sin- there we go. And Tony Sindelar. Hello, nerds. And we are here to discuss an episode that felt curiously like a rerun slash retread, and completely undid all the great character work they did for Iris Lee before. So um, Yay, that's where we are. Great. Yay! We're so thrilled. We love it when an underwritten female character goes back to being underwritten. So... Um, we will, of course, be kicking off with our Flashcast recap, wherein one of us tries to sum up the episode in less than 60 seconds. And then after that, we will perhaps we'll debut an exciting new segment called Blah! in honor of the episode. How, 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 do, you, so, how do we spell that? Um, you know, I feel like that's up for debate. It could just be one long A, Blah! Or perhaps it's B L E A G H. I think it's got a couple H's, okay. like a yeah. couple H's. Yeah, yeah. Because it's but more only like one a G. Yeah. To me, it's like there's a yawn in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is yeah. This is the thing is, um, and again, I apologize for stepping all over the recap, but I was watching the episode and oh, I, step I just all over thinking- it. I just kept thinking, oh, this is, yes, yes, I'll, I'll dance on it like I'm Wally, uh, busy preening in front of people as Kid Flash. But I was like, this is not, eh, nothing's happening here. Um, they don't really move the football in any real significant direction. Um, and uh, the only thing I can think is, is they may have laid down clues over like, oh, get used to these two characters uh, being dead by the end of the season. But other than that, it was kind of like, oh, we've seen this before. We've seen some disgruntled white dude, metahuman who just wants to chew bubblegum and kill things. And he's out of gum. And Caitlin is, of course, freaked out about her powers because she is literally the only meta ever. Anyway, here I go stepping all over most. So most, I was just saying, what, I... what are we doing? Like, you're just going to go and recap it? You're, you're eating into my stuff. <laughs> I am. It's true. So let's have you queue up your recap. Okay. And we'll spot you the okay, because that's how we always nice, watch these. Nice. Yeah. And then I'll count you down, and we'll see if we can get this done in under 60 seconds. Four, three, two, go. The Flash race to train with high-stakes gambling for Abe Lincoln's. The problem, the theme this week is phasing. Can Wally learn it? Oh, by the way, Iris wonders if the team is really changing the future. Decomposing victims are popping up all over, and now Julie and Caitlin are the Bones Brigade uh, to solve this crime. Uh, the victims happen to be Flashpoint cops. Woo! Uh, Barry tries to teach Wallace phasing, but is a bit more vague than a PhD uh, that hates teaching. Joni, Joe's girlfriend's daughter, hates Central City but loves hunk kid Flash. Iris blows the lie and tells Joe about the truth about her future. Oh, boy. Uh, Iris gets touched by Decomp Man, forcing the Snow Queen to force her powers to, st- uh, to use her powers to stave off the effects. Cisco figures out a new way to use his power, using quantum me- mechanics to track down Decomp Boy. Julian figures out that Speed Blood is a great cure for getting rid of Ashy disease, and Barry phases an entire train. Ridiculous. Well, maybe. Uh, but Julian, uh, be careful because if you kiss Miss Snow. Guaranteed you're as good as dead, and Jesse pops in real quick at the end to say, I need some help with some gorilla. Mic drop. Wow. Wow. That was so that was actually um more than a 60. minute and tw- Yeah, it was it was a minute and ten. But you hit everything. 
You did. You it was exhaustive. So <laughs> and and you know, I can tell if there's you one thing that people like that my superpower might be is to be exhaustive for other people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> just exhaustive details. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, the the one pleasant surprise from this episode was that um, they finally told um, they they finally told the Jess- Jesse Martin's character they were like, oh, and by the way, by the way, Dad, I'm going to die in the near future, so we're we're working to, to we're working to work on that. And Jesse L. Martin, of course, hit it out of the park. Um, As he does, you know. Yeah, Joe West is the greatest. He's one of the greatest TV dads. And so so that was fantastic and bucked the trend of uh, keeping things secret all the time, always, in an unnecessary fashion. But I just, I feel like we've seen this episode before, like five or six times before, from the bland, just again, just bland, disgruntled white guy, metahuman of the week, who decides to just, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess things up. Um, uh, did we have a name on this have guy? have a name? Yeah. yeah. Did he have a name? I, I felt like what what's the what's the point of having Cisco a villain of the week? Cisco didn't even bother to give him a name, which should tell you how that's how invested he, he was in the episode. So. Exactly, yeah. Cisco just kind of you know rolled around, and um, we now know another thing about time travel, which is that Cisco can apparently go to alternate universes thanks to quantum mechanics. And uh, this again, this goes back to my theory that sooner or later somebody's going to pop up and smack Barry around for creating all these alternate timelines. They're just kind of. Uh, Whifting around with Schrodinger's cat and uh, be like, knock it off. You know, there's, there's 16 of them now. Um, but yeah, we, we find out that Cisco vibes to the universe where, let us not forget, he's evil. And, um, oh, you know, strong call. Yeah. I totally forgot about so, that. Yeah. So there's a lot going on with that um, in the sense of, of how does this even work? Like, is Cisco's, is Cisco's power just, you know, plot, plot contrivance at this point? So- um I, I think I mean I think a lot of people were annoyed about that. Yeah. Um I guess I am willing to believe that Cisco's power does whatever he feels like it can do. And I, I think there's even the idea in the comics that mm-hmm. Vibe Vibe is like there there's two versions of Vibe. There's the mm-hmm. version of Vibe who has like a plunging open shirt and does breakdancing. Um and We you know, need to see that version on TV. I think we <laughs> have to travel back to the nineteen seventies to get that version, which doesn't mm-hmm. mean we won't get there eventually. There's time yeah. travel. Um but then there's the version of Vibe that is that has powers that are in fact, possibly some of the most powerful metahumans that you can see. And we, I yeah. mean, we saw uh, where uh, Gypsy stopped Kid Flash cold in his tracks, right? In a way that we've mm-hmm. never seen anyone stop a speedster before. So, like, yeah. I feel like maybe maybe that will be important when you fight the god of speed in, like, you know, five or six episodes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to believe that his, like, dimension hopping and dimension vision focusing, like, I think he mm-hmm. can do whatever he wants. Yeah, <laughs> so. he is you kind know, of, like, I, I like omega it. level. Like, Kind of like the way they make Iceman Omega level yeah. strength. I'm yeah. just like, okay, it's and it so turns out he's only be. limited by his lame imagination and his, yeah. his lack of self. Well, that's like to me one of the saddest X Men on the planet is Forge because he machines can literally talk to him, and the only thing he ever wants to do is like make weapons. Like, like he literally cannot imagine doing anything else, but with a power that lets him talk to and and create any machine out there. So that's a and he just that's a he case wants to build like, the gay, biggest gun ever. So yeah, 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 you know, and it's just it's very sad. So one hope that you are right because I Tony I, I think the idea that once Cisco realizes his powers are defined by what he thinks he can do with them that makes it interesting and then that also brings in the potential for Cisco to be the one who goes off the rails because yeah. if he starts imagining you know oh I can travel through eight different dimensions and collect and collect a league of of, of uh, 
bad girls in leather cat suits because that's my my jam, you know. And then I was like, no, Cisco, we we can't. All the creaking leather is distracting. But uh, <laughs> but you know, he he could be the one. So instead of having Caitlin swanning around, my my nature, my powers, I I can't. And instead, I was like, crap, Cisco thinks he can, you know, bring a pocket universe into the into the break room, and he he just did. Is anyone going to tell him that's not cool? You know. So, yeah, yeah, it seems Le- like Le- it seems like Cisco's rail. <laughs> it seems like Cisco's e- epic destiny is that eventually he has to leave this world behind, right? Like that's you know, yeah. Uh, eventually he's he's got to be galaxy hopping with uh, I don't know Wesley Crusher or somebody. Um, HR. What yeah. if he and HR become like a traveling team, and that's how they? Oh get- wow! I would I would watch a Cisco and HR spinoff uh, yeah. dimensional road trip movie. Uh, so. Oh my gosh! If they just brought them back for like special events, can you uh, oh, where yeah. where like every so often they do like a crossover and they run into the Legends of Tomorrow on one episode, and then they uh, pop back to visit with the Flash every once in a while, and you're like, oh, it's our it's our road tripping friends and who who have just come back from a planet where everyone is a cat. You uh, could totally <laughs> imagine Cisco and HR spending half an episode fixing up. A, a convertible that they've adapted to cross dimensions. Um, yes, yeah. and it would have a refrigerator and a coffee maker. Like, yeah, I, I have, well, I have that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like HR has filled the entire trunk with beans. This is like really, and HR is like, you do not know where we're going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I will so- say, I think my favorite part about this episode, uh, because you know, it was okay. I think this is what you, what you, Lisa, you you introduced to me way back when with Sons of Anarchy, the uh-huh. the furniture moving setup episodes. I feel like yeah. this was very much one of those. But what are they setting uh, up next week with gorillas? Actually, Next it's week two gorillas. weeks from now, unfortunately. Next what? week we have off, and then it's two weeks until... Uh, oh, I, until I was promised gorillas. <laughs> I sold a bill <laughs> of goods. Um. I've been living for... Well, I, I think next week is Valentine's Day, and they, they, they rightly conclude that everybody who's watching The Flash is, is going to be, you know, otherwise occupied. <laughs> Is, and is not there. watching for, for gorillas, perhaps. Uh, does Legends of Tomorrow still air? <laughs> so, uh, let's know. just stop. All right, hold on. I, let, let me just. Let me. I need. I need to go ahead and <laughs> scissor in because we're starting <laughs> talking about the LOT. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. First of all, it's, based upon. Call it, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm calling it. A lot of okay. garbage, but based around <laughs> entirely your 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 confirmation of. The League of Doom, or the Legion of Doom, mm-hmm. last week. Yeah, two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Um, I did watch it on the horrible CW app, by the way. Mm-hmm. I did not okay. do my usual to get it. Um, and I have got to say, it was amazing. I will never watch that show again, but that one was amazing. <laughs> I, I'll let, I will let you know. I will you, set up a yeah, special right. signal let me if know. it ever hits that high mark again. You give yeah, me the if, signal. If, if, I, I now trust. I didn't. It's not that I didn't trust you before, but when it comes mm-hmm. to that show, I, I, it's got to be just right. It didn't have Black Manta, but that was okay. Mm-hmm. Well, There's I'm glad we didn't lose you too May far sleeps. May yeah. sleeps can always. <laughs> we live in hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the I, I, I think in the darkest timeline what happens is Ryan Lochte lands the, the Aquaman spinoff. And then we get our then we get our Black Manta that way. Um so I don't me. know if that's some, something we could dread or something we should anticipate. Um, All I want is that guy wearing a friggin' like total aquarium on his head. It's got to be that. I will accept nothing less. <laughs> uh. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, this, this episode, I'm, I'm tired of Caitlin. You know, I, I just keep thinking hers is the only power only. She is literally the only case where somebody got the powers and then was like, oh, I'm evil now. And why? Except for Julian. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Except for Julian. Uh, Julian was possessed. Well, yeah, he's possessed. It's not a power. That's a little bit all different. Right, so unless right. they're going to unless they're going to do something where it turns out that either Caitlin has some sort of dissociative personality disorder. Yeah, because there were like borderline mm-hmm. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde things in this episode. Right. Where, yeah, where she's yeah. freezing the arm. And like mm-hmm. her eyes go all crazy, uh, and Julian is like, "Whoa, girl, back it up!" Yeah. And um, let's talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about what it means to be consumed by for your evil metahuman powers. Oh. Yeah. talk her down, yeah. talk her down, yeah. Julian. Well, and he does, yeah. And um, the other thing is, is so long as we're putting out there, I really hope that that Julian and Caitlin. I hope he is like boundaries. I have so many of them. Do not ever breach them, because. If we have learned nothing from the last few seasons of The Flash, it is that to date Caitlin Snow is to put an expiration stamp on your character. And I to, mean, I mean, Iris is not the one who should be worrying about her impending doom. It should be anybody who like swipes swipes left on Caitlin on 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 you know whatever app she's using to date with. You're absolutely um, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what's that? What's that actor's exit strategy? So you know. Yeah. Oh. No, and the thing is, I really like Julian as a character. Um, I, I like it because he isn't um, warm and fuzzy, and he gives them all reality checks. And again, it's the kind of energy that any one of these smarter Wells characters had. And I also like, and the thing I also liked was was Barry when he has his talk with Wally and says, "I've done a terrible job of teaching you." Um, <laughs> Yep. Well, because good. I'm glad he admitted it. And he pointed out that, sure, I've been taught by evil people and jerks, but they all taught me something. And I thought, well, you know, the, the, the point is, is that even the jerk stores in your life can teach you something. So, uh, well, you know, here's, I, here's something that Julian, long made Julian reign, as it were. You know, you bring that up. And one of our listeners, uh, Mr. Weaver, had brought, a, brought mm-hmm. in the whole thing that Barry says. And this is, quote, you know, Wally how exactly do I phase Barry? I don't know. I just, <laughs> just kind of feel yourself until it happens. I, it, it's, so- you know, there used to be, there used to be men of the cloth would warn against that sort of thing. <laughs> I, just, you know, do or do not. There is no try. It's right. that yeah. kind of helpful you advice. Just kind of you do know? it, man. You just kind of like, like, I don't know. Anger, I've baby. been a Jedi for 900 years. I don't really think about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's it's there's there's flow where that's that whole it's a state yeah. of it's a state of mindful productivity you know? or what have you. Um, so is, is phasing, phasing going to be a bit a thing that happens in May now? Is that we're, we're going to yeah. expect that that this so is I, a linchpin? I, I worry that they're setting up Wally to die or get depowered. Um, Wally's going to Earth Two to hang out with Jesse. He's leaving I and he's going to go to Je- he's going to go to Jesse Town. That sounds so awful. When you like that. <laughs> That's what's going to no, happen. But, you can, you can infer what you like, want. The fact that Wally sacrificed some of his blood to resolve the plot this time, and the fact <laughs> that there's a whole lot on his limitations, and that he's always wanted to be a hero, and the only way he was a hero is because there was some monkeying with timelines and accents and so on and so forth. I feel like we are being trained to expect Wally to to perform some giant sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the in the in the May finale, yeah. because what else do these Bobos have to get all worked up at the beginning of next season? <laughs> Bobos, like what? If, what if he goes? What if he goes over to Earth Two, 
you know, what if what if Harrison Wells on Earth 2 dies and Jesse Quick, mm-hmm. like, tells him, like, I, I need a partner to keep... Because Earth 2 is really bad. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need help. Um, and, I mean, he would love to be, you know, he would love to just be the Flash of Earth 2, right? Instead yeah. of the kid Flash. Yeah, he can yeah. take Joni with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... So, so I, I worry, I worry about Wally. Um, but yeah, I think the phasing is going to be a thing that comes up and, um, I am trying to, and I'm trying to figure out what they're, what they're supposed to be doing with Barry this season. Um, I can't quite figure, cause, cause it, I feel like we're supposed to be moving towards some sort of character development with this guy. Um, because a lot of the earlier interactions with Julian, where Julian was correctly pointing out that Barry, you're erratic, we can't get a hold of you. You keep really weird hours, and it's really unprofessional, and and it's inconveniencing other people. Like that's good and necessary stuff that has to be said. And but then Julian joins the the, the Scooby Crew, and that's all that's all you know water under the bridge at this point. And um, Barry and Iris are completely smooth sailing, and she's like, I think it's great that you decorated our apartment, and. That's fine, too. And then this week, he's like, well, I was a pretty bad teacher, but, you know, I've learned from my mistake. And, you know, if I were well, I'd be like, oh, I'm glad you've learned. You know, <laughs> I still can't phase through a train here, Barry. But I just want to know what, the is conversation. This, is this like the conversa- education of Barry Allen? Is this the season? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. But the conversation that Julian has decided to break the chain of custody, like one of my corpses just turned to ash. How does he go back to uh, the police station and be like, Oops. I don't know how it just <laughs> it all turned to ash. It's really easy. Well, you know, when a corpse turns to ash, it's really easy to sweep it just under a rug. Um, so sorry. Oh, yeah. uh, like you just get a Roomba and then yeah, You know, we I mean Barry Allen hasn't been fired yet. If if we've learned anything about Central City PD is that there's not a lot of oversight. Um, what you is know? their clearance rate, do you think? I mean, I can't be great. No. It, yeah. It's a hundred percent if it just if you don't have to look too deep. I mean, I thought about <laughs> it when the the Flashpoint cop who is a musician in this world was like walking down the dark alley by himself and mm-hmm. the villain of the week popped up and it's like don't don't stop and have a chat with a stranger in a dark alley in Central City. Like it's not Star City, but still just like keep walking. Like have your keys out, get in your car and go home. Um yeah. Also, you know, do we have to have I mean, I think we could go we could go on at length in the I'm no scientist, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, safe safe to say the the villain of the week, who, as far as we can tell, went unnamed. Uh, his power doesn't really make any sense, right? Yeah, right. Well, well yeah. I, I also heard some things on Twitter about how potentially his touch, if it does what we see it see that it does, how does he even wear clothes? Yeah, yeah. Ma- magic. Magic well, people. yeah, that's that's just bananas. Because um, yeah, he gets shot with the bullets, and they they disintegrate and they just, when they hit his his sweater. Is um, it a mind over matter thing? Because they don't establish that. And um, well, it I I was mainly thrown by there was the thing with the the like they they had some you know science mumbo jumbo about the biology of what was happening to Iris, and I was like, okay, but he also like brought down bridges and doors and stuff. So yeah, like, he's like living it's, it's, entropy. Yeah. It, yeah, it it makes no sense because if it were if it were confined to organic material, that would be one thing, but it's not. And I don't think and, they spent a lot of time on it, so maybe well, we shouldn't. But yeah, well, there, it, there, it was, was, there was a there was a one off issue in Ultimate X Men one time, and the reason it was a one off was it was supposed to establish that Wolverine is of course, of course he does the messy jobs no one else wants to. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Lone wolf who mysteriously mentors thousands of teenage girls. Blah blah blah. Look, and, I'm, a, I'm um, not going to let you defile his name like that. So just back it up 
Oh, you know it though. I mean, All think right, about well. it. Wolverine always has like some teen girl sidekick. He has probably yeah. been inside more Claire's accessories than a Claire's accessories manager has. Um, <laughs> Wolverine, the loner who's been on every X Men team ever because for marketing reasons. So right. and, yeah, for and reasons. every Avengers team ever and secret teams and yeah. Anyway, and but he's a lone was, wolf. People, he just he just likes membership cards. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but in this in this one-off episode of Ultimate X Men, um, there's a kid who woke up and his mutant superpower was literally killing everything organic. Period. Like it, it, it was just like a toxic thing he emitted. He massacred an entire town. And in the issue, Wolverine finds him in a cave because the kid's hiding there. He's scared and he realizes he can. He's like, I can't be around people. I I, I can't be around anything. Everything dies around me. And he looks at Wolverine and Wolverine's like, Look, my mutant superpower is not dying. And the guy hand, and Wolverine hands him a beer, and the kid's like, "Do what you have to." And Wolverine's like, "Finish your beer first. But long story short, Wolverine kills him because you know he's lethal. And so when this dude's superpower came out, um, I thought, well, this could be interesting if if he were like legitimately aggrieved about the fact that like you know I used to run a cat sanctuary and all of my cats are dead, and or I used to have a loving family and I woke up one morning and they were all dead. If we could show that like his superpower had legitimate, his, his meta human power had legitimately ruined his life and he was angry about it. But instead it's a dude who I guess retains flashpoint memories and well, no, yeah, they he, really, he was, they he really was mad. In. Yeah. He was mad <laughs> because he basically got kind of made fun of at the police station. Mm-hmm. They in, were yeah. in an alternate universe. In, yeah. right. <laughs> okay. I feel like Moe's, I, I'm mad about something you did in a dream, and now I'm a supervillain. <laughs> so, and and like, what yeah. you're mad about is I said, you know, Tony, your glasses make you look like a dork. <laughs> well, now, I, now I'm a supervillain, and I'm going to kill everybody who was there when you said that. Makes sense. So. Exactly. It makes oh, perfect sense. I was sense. on Slack, so we're all taken out. But yeah, no, it's like literally nothing about this makes sense. Nothing about his no, powers it's... makes sense. There's no there's no attempt to to expl- to give us a why. They forgot to use the template on this one, where they're like, yeah. you know, here he is dying while running like a blender or something. Uh, you yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I do like it when you see they're they're like holding up a bank and then ele- an electrical bolt strikes because of Harrison Wells' experiment. You're like, oh, that's how that works. So but... many crimes were being committed at that moment. Like, how many people were being held at gunpoint in, in that exact moment? <laughs> Somewhere, but there was another one. There was another one introduced on Arrow last week. So, like, there were so many people running around in mid crime spree at that moment. It's it really it makes you it makes you think that that Central City is not as safe as it as it appears to be. Um, Just at that one snapshot, you know, dozens of crimes were in progress. So So sad. Yeah. Oh my gosh, no. And and well, with a CSI department like that, I feel like crime is a very very secure career path. Yeah. So, so yeah, this was, like you said, it was a furniture moving episode. Um, honestly, half of it has already slid off my brain, and I yeah, watched it we, less than 12 hours ago, which is not We learned uh, two new facts about uh, HR's Earth, which I assume someone out there is frantically maintaining a wiki page about this, which would make me very happy. Uh, that We learned that uh, Abe Lincoln's are on the 100, or Abe Lincoln is the 100, mm-hmm. uh, and very also nice. that at some point, Al Capone mm-hmm. was vice president, um, which... That kind of delights me a little bit. Yeah, um, I like I like I like it when their their alternate Earth is it's not it's not like the subtle flip of a coin like you know Al Gore is president in this universe. It's like no someone who is a, who is a a, a a crime boss is was president. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I, I like. Your I like these weirdo Earths that invade each other and 
uh, have no coffee or cows or, or what have mm-hmm. you. That's that's what I'm looking for in alternate universes. So, yeah, just enough subtle differences where it just yeah, kind of cascades out. I'm not looking out. for the alternate universe where everyone wears a cowboy hat. That's not enough for me. That's no. a waste no, of a universe. No, not enough. Yeah. No, no. Although now I'm wondering why you'd wear them. Do they have just giant birds that they have to, you know? It's just sunnier there. From? It's for shade and so. fashion yeah. pers- purposes. Um, so. <laughs> every I place didn't is want Australia. to have to explain it, and yet here I am now. So <laughs> just, I'm just like every place is Australia, and then this yeah. like, how does that work? <laughs> Somehow, but, but yeah, um, yeah, nothing burger of an episode, but. Maybe this is them just winding up because in two glorious weeks we get Gorilla Grodd. I can wait. I'll yes. make it. Yeah. Are I you sure? So. No. What uh, I, I mean, what, I have to. What so. I really enjoyed about the preview is Julian is dressed like like it's the 1930s and he's about to take the African Queen down the Nile. I I I appreciate his sense of occasion with these things, and it's a nice callback to the fact that he did you know jaunt hither and yon on archaeological digs before uh, mm-hmm. settling into the life he is now. Oh my gosh, are you saying the whole team is going over to Earth too? Yes, they are. Oh boy. Wow. It's going to be that glorious. That seems unnecessary and awesome. So. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's a planet full of gorillas. I'm pretty sure unnecessary and awesome are, 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 are wired okay. into the planetary uh, premise right there. Let me make sure that I'm just I'm remembering this correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's Gorilla City is on Earth two. There is not a Gorilla City on Earth one. And when they dealt with Grodd before, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, they decided to send him. Did they decide to send him to Gorilla City, or they knew yes, they were sending they him? Did. They knew they were or sending were... him to a planet with Gorilla City. I, I think maybe they which were I thought to... was just Earth two. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and just which also has, you know, Tony, that we live on Earth one technically. Technically, I mean, yeah. I mean, the show is set on Earth One. We don't actually yeah. know where we live on. We might be on Earth Thirty Seven. Oh my um, gosh! Now you're blowing my mind. So, I'm sorry. Um, so, so Earth, so Gorilla Grodd is a recent addition to Earth Two, though it is possible. I mean, there could be an Earth Two Gorilla Grodd, but let, let's assume that there's not. Let's assume that Earth that the Earth One Gorilla Grodd has has been causing trouble in Gorilla City since being dropped mm-hmm. off there. Um, so well, I am interested to see. Smart. Yeah, maybe he. Yeah, maybe he, just by him being there, got a whole group of gorillas. Kind of, you know. Well, they might be. I mean, they may be more advanced than traditional gorillas because we saw that there was like a gorilla statue there, right? Yeah. In, the, yes. in that one yes. shot. Yes. Which I guess maybe that that could have been. It's, cre- it implies they already had like gorilla renaissance and they have gorilla public art. Well, or or is it just cra- they could they could have you know human people that worship them right mm-hmm. so that could be it. Yeah. but I I like the idea of a of a, a gorilla sculptor too um, so mm-hmm. you know <laughs> um, well. let's talk let's talk more about the gorilla renaissance on our new podcast so, so. yes gorilla I, I think gorilla I feel like gorilla renaissance would be a great podcast you could talk about all of the you know the, the gorilla the gorilla Roman Empire and how mm-hmm. they were responsible for aqueducts that stretched all the way up to Gorilla Britain and mm-hmm. um, you know you talk about the differences in gorilla baths mm-hmm. you know did they discover rubber earlier because they had an urgent need to cast giant tires to hang out in or are, you know, are we gonna see or- headgear do we think uh potentially some I'm sort of crown ish thing maybe where he's mind controlling other gorillas i like um, it i like I, it you know i'm curious because sometimes uh gorilla uh i have read a lot of comics where gorilla or i've read comics where gorilla city has appeared and sometimes gorilla city is very futuristic and sometimes it's not uh because it's it's where gorillas live um mm-hmm. and it's usually presented more as a jungle temple 
And I'm, I'm wondering which version of that we will get. Uh, and, you know, sometimes Grail City is a whole civilization and Grodd is like a rabble rouser in it. And sometimes he is mm-hmm. like the leader and kind of a cult leader figure. Because yeah. we watched that animated episode with a like, I don't, I forget what his title was, but he was like the constable of Gorilla City who was <laughs> hunting down Grodd who had ah, escaped that's into. That's right. That's right. He and Green Lantern and Flash were helping him uh, hunt down Grodd. So yeah, I don't know. I'm excited, gorillas. Mm-hmm. All right, and you know, on that upbeat note, let's end the episode. Gorilla, I'm Lisa Schmeiser, and with me as always are Phil Mozilek. Oogie boogie boogie. And Tony Sindler. Goodbye, nerds. Bye.